failing fast, learning fast, focusing faster, refocusing faster. One of the greatest skills I have learned and practiced throughout the last year is refocusing. Hand in hand with relearning how to fail, shifting my mindset on failure not seeing it as a failure to end all be all but a step in the process that gets me closer to success if i'm able to knock one thing off the list that i know doesn't work then i can just get to the next thing and figure out how that works but with the knowledge and experience of the past so the two things that are the most important things for one to be able to do when trying to do anything. Just be able to fail and to learn and be able to refocus. You need to be able to fail because you, you need to be able to try things to figure out if they work or not. They do, great, you move on, you take what you learned. They don't, great, you move on, you take what you learned. Then you need to be able to refocus because after a failure or even after a success, there's going to be a period of time between the next thing you try. You're either going to think for a little bit of what you're going to do. You're going to feel down a little bit because you just failed. Or you're going to feel up a little bit and you're going to want to take advantage of the comfort that success provides. And the shorter amount of time that you spend in any one of those buckets, the faster you will make progress, the faster you can refocus. I lost. Okay, but what's my goal? I won. Okay, but what's my next goal? faster you can get that cycle down, the faster you will reach your goals. You can really apply this to a lot of things. I apply this a lot when I'm on social media. I'll go on social media to see maybe how the videos do or to go post or to check out some comments or something like that. And, you know, after I'm done doing what I was supposed to do on there, I'll, I'll just kind of just, you know, start scrolling. And maybe two, three posts in, I start to get this feeling. And it's not even a, a conscious thought yet, but I get this feeling like, ah, this isn't exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I stop. And I listen to that feeling, and then that feeling turns into a thought. You need to be doing something else. And I think that's where I typically get caught. Okay, now I know I need to be doing something else, but just knowing you need to be doing something else doesn't give you direction into what you should be doing. That's why we have to 
really drill down what we're doing, what we want to do, why we're doing it. Because if you know what you're doing, if you know why you're doing it, if you know what you want to do, if you know your direction, you always have that focal point, that point to focus on. So when you go to refo, when you get distracted, you always know what to focus back on. And the less clear that focal point is, the less clear your focus, the less clarity you have about that, the harder it's going to be to refocus towards that because there's not much to focus on. So with myself, I found that I have to spend a good amount of the day focusing and refocusing, but also spending time thinking about why I'm focusing on what I'm focusing on, why I want to focus there, where is that going to take me? Um, and I really, really, re I can't stress it enough, really spend a lot of time thinking about that. It's, it's a sort of meditation, I would say. Instead of focusing on the breath and then you get distracted and you come back to your breath, it's just focusing on what you're trying to achieve, or what you're trying to do, uh, what the purpose of your life is, who you are. And as soon as you know you're getting a little bit off track or you're getting distracted, you bring yourself back. But you have to have a place to bring yourself back to because with meditation, it's not simple, but you bring yourself back to the breath. This is the place we always come back to when we meditate. But when we're living life and we're out there doing things, um, it's not as simple as coming back to the breath. Sometimes it is. That, that can help calm you down. That can help kind of regulate your emotions. That can bring you back to yourself. And then that, can make, that process can make it easier to then get back into your focus. But your focus isn't like breathing. We all breathe. We all breathe automatically. We don't have to think about breathing if we're not breathing. And in the same way, if we don't think about where we're going, we're still, you know, we're still going to be going somewhere. If we're not focusing on our breath, we're still going to be breathing. If we're not focused on where we're going, we're still going somewhere. We're just not focused on it. And with your breathing, that can cause problems like anxiety or you know, depression, a whole bunch of mental things, a whole bunch of emotional things, a whole bunch of physical things. If you're not breathing right, you know, if you're not taking the time to really breathe, if you know, if you've noticed, you can control your emotions with your breath. You, if you start breathing faster, you'll get some adrenaline going. You'll get pumped up. If you start breathing, breathing slower, you'll slow your heart rate down a little bit. You'll, you'll slow down. You'll calm down. Next time you get angry. Next time I get angry, you know, when I get, you know, sad, when, I, when something's going on with me, the first thing that I can typically notice is that my breath is off. And I can typically help regulate whatever I'm feeling by just being a bit more conscious about how I'm breathing. So then you ask yourself, how do I want to breathe? Do I want to be, you ask yourself, what do I want? Do I want to be calm? Kind of like I mentioned, do you, do you want to be calm? Do you want to be amped up? Um, do you want to have energy? Do you want to have a little less energy? Um, it just depends. Typically for me, it's... I need patience. Because I want things right now. You know, I see the goal off in the distance. And, I, and seeing the goal there, it's like, I want that now. But you can't have it now. So instead of, you know, 
being miserable in the moment because I don't have the things I, I want. I have to remind myself that the things I want are there. I'll have them. But I need to enjoy what I have now because I'm not always going to have this, this moment. You know, I might want this. I do want this house. I want to build a house on some land, semi-homestead. I don't want to go all out on this homestead. I don't want to provide all my own food or provide everything for myself and my family. I, I simply just like a simple life. You know, I still, we still want to be close to a store to go get groceries if we need. We still want to be close to schools. We still want to be close to, um, you know, programs for our kids to be involved in, you know, so they can go socialize and stuff. Close to maybe different trails, close to an airport if we ever need to go to an airport. We don't travel too much, but, you know, close to things. So a simple trip to go return some Amazon stuff or to go return something to the store to get groceries isn't, uh, doesn't take three hours out of the day. It's a little besides the point, but I think of that, I think of myself there, and I know that I already have that. I know that I've already accomplished it somewhere in my life. You know, somewhere along this journey, I know that I've accomplished it, accomplished it. and in the moment when I bring myself back, I don't think, oh, I don't have this, so I'm not happy. I think, look what I have now. Look where I'm at now. Ta you know, taking a snapshot of my life now and appreciating it for what it is, knowing that I won't always be here. I won't always have this. And when I get there, there's going to be a new set of things that I want. There's going to be a new goal. There's going to be new challenges. So instead of, you know, psyching myself out of here and not, you know, enjoying where I'm at, I can say, okay, well, I am here and I can enjoy the things I have now. And I can enjoy the things that I'm able to do now. I can enjoy the neighborhood I'm in now. I can enjoy whatever it is now. Not just enjoy it, but I can, I can take on the challenges that are here now. Because there's a lot of those too. And the challenges are... The challenges are things keeping me from the things that I want. So if I want to obtain the things that I want, if I want to achieve goals, I just remind myself that I have to take the... I have to accept the challenges that are presented to me in the moment and then I can get to where I want to get and then if I'm able to you know not every step is going to be enjoyable but if I'm able to go through these challenges and take it step by step and really be here and be engaged and be present then I'm involved in my own life and I'm enjoying my own life too <laughs> to some extent even if I don't think I'm enjoying it you know we get that dopamine we get that we get those good feelings from moving towards something not actually getting the thing and then when I remember that then I figure out what I can do today because I have a focal point. I have, I have a focus. I have a goal. I have a direction I'm headed in. And it's not just the house. It's being a better husband. It's being a better father, training my dogs a little bit better, getting my house in order. And a lot of these things I know accumulate and help me get to where I'd like to be. But also a lot of these things are just ever-present things, my home, whether I'm living here or in the homestead still a home and I still have to be the best homeowner. I still have to decorate it or make it a place that my family and I really enjoy being in. I spend a lot of time organizing the home. I spend a lot of time cleaning it. I spend a lot of time taking care of it because that's a part of my life that's always going to be present in some form, whether it's this home or the next home. The same thing with my kid, soon to be kids. 
you know, I'm always going, from, you know, from the moment we had kids, my wife and I were always going to be parents from that point on. So whether my kid is, you know, a newborn or a toddler or he's a teenager or he's an adult, I'm still going to be his parent and her parent. So with that in mind, I try to be the best parent I can be now to set myself up for every stage that I go along to be the best parent that I can possibly be and just keep evolving as a parent, keep evolving as a person because of that process that I'm taking to be the best parent. Because every, every process that we take, whether you want to be a good dad or a good mom, or you don't want kids, you just, you know, you want a good work life. You want a good, you want to get through school. You want to do something with your career. You want to do, you know, something for other people, no matter what it is, any venture you take on. And it doesn't have to be something huge. Like for me right now, I'm trying to get down a couple of pieces of clothing that I, I wear each day, you know. Um, I think I have it down to maybe 30 pieces of clothing. And I feel like that reduces a lot of friction in my life. And something, even though it's, it's pretty small, you know, what I wear, I wear it every day. So it adds up. And the better I can be in this one little area, the better of a person it makes me. The better I can communicate with my wife and listen to her when she needs to, you know, communicate to me or when, when it doesn't exactly need to be communication, like I'm talking, she's talking, but she just needs to talk. And me listening, that makes me a better person. It doesn't just make me a better husband, it also makes me a better person. And not, not like makes me a better person, like better than anyone else. It makes me a better version of myself, which then allows me to take that energy, to take those skills, take that experience, and then go take other things on, accept new challenges, become better. I've also found that a lot of these challenges they are lifelong challenges. The things, the best challenges that you can take on are going to be lifelong challenges. They're not going to be challenges that you complete. You know, they're not going to be goals that you achieve and then you move on to just something completely different. There, there's, you take on things that there's almost infinite levels to, which means you never, you never beat the level. You never, you never win. You don't win at life. You just, you just live life. You just go through it. And I guess the fun part is being able to just live it, to just go through it. So I can be a better dad. That doesn't mean I stop there. I try to be better than that. I can be a good content creator, but I don't stop there. I try to become better than that. And each one of those aspects of, of my life help me to be better in all those aspects of my life. So sometimes I'll really dive deep into one curiosity, one interest, one skill, one thing I'm trying to do, one challenge, one aspect of my life. But then once I feel like I've hit as far as I can go, then I'm able to come back, you know, kind of center myself, you know, lay out everything that I have in front of me. And then from that deep dive that I did on whatever I was trying to do, I have knowledge that I can bring back and then apply to another aspect of my life. And once I do that, the key to going deeper in that aspect I couldn't go deeper on may be in that other aspect of my life, that other area. And you just, I just kind of keep cycling through areas of my life just like that. When I can't go any further, okay, 
well, I learned something and then let me, let me apply what I learned to this area of life. Let me get a little bit of a different perspective now that I've accomplished this. And sometimes the progress seems very slow. And most of the time the progress is very slow. But you look at things after a month, after half a year, after a year, you can really look at things after a year and say, wow, we did this. You know, my wife and I started my wife and I made our first dollar from content creation, our business, I guess. We started a business. We didn't make any money for a while because we didn't even know what the business was going to be. We just knew we didn't, I didn't want to be a security guard for the rest of my life. And I wanted to be at home to raise my kids and to be home because like, I'm an introvert. I like being home. I don't like going out. So I knew I needed a business. So I started a business. Didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And slowly but surely, social media kind of took root. And one year ago, you know, 13 months ago, we got our first check. And that was great. But it was, we were having a kid in a couple of months, so we needed to speed that along. And now we're having our second kid. Um, and our business got us through the last year. We went from making zero dollars to about maybe 50,000 a year. And that's not, that's not huge. That's not a huge amount of money. But it was enough for us to live the type of life that we wanted. And we need to take that to another level so that we can continue. Not to, not to continue to live the life that we want, but you just try to get better. So whether that's making more money or, you know, whatever it is, you're just trying to get better. But it happened in a year. It happened in a year and it was difficult. Because I was trying to do a lot of other things as well. I was trying to support support a new family. You know, so we got married not too long ago. We had a kid, going to have a second kid. Had a business, got a house, got a dog, got a second dog. Um, you know, family stuff. We were, we were trying to mend relationships and build, I guess, and maintain relationships. Fix relationships with our family. We were trying to learn about each other. And so there, there was a lot of stuff to keep me busy, but even though there was a lot of stuff that I was trying to do, I could cycle through it each day and say, okay, you know, am I, am I doing what I think I should do as a husband? Am I, am I doing what I think I should do as a father? Am I doing what I think I, I should be doing as a business owner? Am I doing what I think I should be doing for myself and my own spiritual life and taking care of my, 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 my thoughts, my emotions, and my, my physical body, my doing these things. And then everything else outside of that is like, okay, you know, take care of the dogs, you know, take care of family, take care of whatever needs to be taken care of, except challenges when they arise, when I have the opportunity to learn something. But for the most part, it's these couple areas of my life, family, home, business, and then my spiritual life. And in no order, but I always cycle through them. And then in each one of those categories, there's always, there's always a handful of things that can be addressed. So I have these four categories and then a whole bunch of categories under there. But if I'm always working on one, then one of these bigger categories is always getting better. 
And then these bigger categories lead to my focus point, which is just being the best version of myself that I could possibly be. Which for me, you know, you ask yourself, well, that's not very vague. But if you, if you reverse it, then what does being the best version of myself mean? It means being the best version of myself in these four categories. And then what does that mean? It means being the best version of myself in all of these other categories. What I have to do to be good at these four categories. And then these four categories pretty much make up more or less who I am and what I do on a daily basis. So I try to look at it from that sort of perspective. My point about, you know, a lot can happen in a year if you're focused like that. You might not be trying to do anything of the sort. You might be trying to do, you know, something similar. You might be trying to do something completely different. I think this applies to pretty much anything you try to do. You, you kind of break your life up into some of the main categories you got going on, and you just try to get better at them. And you reduce the friction. You reduce the amount of time it takes you to refocus. You reduce the amount of time it takes you to move on after a failure. And you reduce the amount of time you spend comfortable after success. If you can hear my kids at the door, so this video is done. Thank you for tuning in. If uh, you're getting anything from these videos, please like or subscribe. And if you're listening on our podcast, please leave a review. It helps us out tremendously. Thank you for being here. And we'll catch y'all on the next one.